Welcome to Honestly Haunted. to Honestly Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. Welcome back to Honestly Haunted. We are starting out our season two. Season two. Season two. Welcome. We missed you. We did miss you. We needed a little bit of a break. We wanted to revamp some things and we have done that and we are coming back at ya. And (laughs) with season two, we are kind of following in the footsteps of our season one where we had a lot of our episodes kind of surrounding a theme and that theme was Haunted America Tour. We are moving things over now, and in season two, a lot of our episodes are going to be about the haunted European European Union. And so we're going to go international, and we're going to be talking about all sorts of hauntings across the European Union, and I'm really excited about it. Das ist very spooky, ja. (laughs) Ja. I added a lot to that. (laughs) I don't know what spooky is in German, but I I don't either. We'll get there. We we when we get we to our episode on Germany, we'll get there. But we're going to start us out with our haunted European Union tour with the Czech Republic. And we're going to explore only our second castle that we've ever covered on this podcast, which seems like a really low number. Right? I know. I, I, I feel like almost every episode of Ghost Hunters features a segment in an allegedly haunted castle. And perhaps that's why we don't typically cover more popular haunted locales. But we are going to break with tradition and investigate a site that might be a little bit more mainstream, which yeah. ironically was featured on Ghost Hunters International in 2009. Absolutely. I mean, we have covered a lot of mansions. And yes. Big houses. Large houses. Very large houses, but not castles. Not castles. This is the second one. So the Czech Republic has been titled the most haunted country in the world, which is crazy. Crazy. There's a lot of countries in the world. Uh, There is even a book with that exact title by G. Michael Basie. And he may not be wrong. The Czech Republic has a unique history rooted in pagan Slavic beliefs mingled with Christian and Jewish tradition and lore. The spirit world tends to feel closer in countries like this. Which is no surprise to us that while researching the Czech Republic, we have found dozens of ancient ghost stories, innumerable castles with legends of hidden treasures with stalking specters and wraiths, to haunted forests that are said to be homes to elves and vampires, and even abandoned cemeteries that have been reclaimed by the undead. Also, have you ever heard of the golem? The golem likely deserves its very own episode, so we won't cover that lore today, but the legendary monster got its roots right in the heart of Prague in the 16th century. There are even cathedrals decorated from floor to ceiling in human bones. I know. I have visited one. Ooh, you have? Yes. <laughs> so in grad school, I did a month-long study abroad in Prague and traveled around the Czech Republic quite a bit during that time, but the Sedlik ossuary or 
Bone Church in Kutnahora certainly left a very big impression on me. The ossuary is a Roman Catholic chapel that was built in the 14th century, and within its walls are the bones of an estimated 40 to 70,000 people. And while there are massive piles of skulls and other bones, it's the ornate chandelier made out of pelvises and garlands of skulls that really captured my attention. While certainly morbid, it really paints the picture of how much death there was in the region following the Black Death and the Hussite Wars. The cemeteries were literally overflowing with bodies, and the monks who took care of the chapel had no choice but to attempt to repurpose the bones as decor. I mean, did they have no choice? <laughs> That's how they felt. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure they had a choice. <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, you think like mass graves might become an option? Right. But like, I... But they I'm, were like... But I wonder, like, if we really just can't fathom the amount of of bodies, bodies, and if it's like, we can't dig enough holes for these people, like, we would be here for years. Because, like, I mean, they they didn't have machinery to be able to dig mass graves. I mean, and during that time, there must have also been some sort of normalization that happened. And I wonder how much of that normalization caused the decor versus like the decor yeah. helping with the normalization and well, vice versa. I, yeah. I wonder if it was just kind of like a repurposing is like we have been shrouded in so much death. We might as well yeah. try to bring some art or a sense of beauty. Yeah. If, if I mean, cause yeah, I mean what a fourth of the population of your continent is wiped out. What do you do with all the bodies Ooh. and then double, I mean, add the, those who died in the war on top of it yeah. I and mean, just bodies. So the story there is that they actually brought in a wood carver to help them organize and sculpt the bones into these really ornate decorations, essentially. Um, and it's a very, uh, the only word I can think of, and it's not the way it's typically used, but it's an awesome, like an awesome yeah. site. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've actually, I've been to Prague, but I was only there for like less than a like like for a day or yeah. something so i i did not get to see nearly all of it um i did not get to go go here um i have been to the catacombs in paris and and similar, like yeah. that that's got a similar type of like just the sheer amount of bones oh. and and seeing it i i know what you mean by that like it's it's not woohoo awesome it's it's just it's like literally all some yeah <laughs> like the original like, of all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes um but very spoopy so as scary as all of that sounds and uh you know it's potentially a hot spot for the paranormal on its own it's not actually the focus of today's episode there are so many spoopy things in this country <laughs> we could probably do a whole season season on three the czech republic <laughs> easy <laughs> but the location we're going to share with you today is the huska castle It's located about 29 miles north of Prague. Designed and built in the early Gothic style, it's one of the best preserved castles of the era. It features a Gothic chapel, well-preserved murals, and a knight's drawing room. The castle itself is a marvel, and it really does scream haunted, just based on the aesthetics alone. But it is why and where the castle was built that has us particularly interested. The castle is completely isolated. It is literally built on a cliff and surrounded by dense forests. It has no kitchen or living spaces. It has no access to any nearby water sources, nor access to the main roads. And the defensive walls and measures typically installed in castles like these actually face inward, 
rather than outward. Which tells us one thing, that it was built not to keep people out, but to keep someone or something in. Gooch bombs. That is that that is like a typical sentence. Like you cannot hear that sentence without getting scared. It was not to keep something out. Or it was not to keep something someone out. Someone out, but to keep something in. And the fact that there's no kitchen or living spaces makes me say thing, not one, not someone, not person who needs living and kitchens. Oh, okay. Yeah. So legends from the area date back to the 9th century, where a loud crack was heard at the top of the hill beyond the village. When the villagers went to investigate, they found a large hole in the ground, which seemed to go on and on into the earth. They tried to put large stones into the hole to try and fill it. But every day, when they could come back, the stones would have vanished and the hole seemed to have expanded even more. Many villagers claimed to hear the sounds of screaming emerging from the hole. Legends spread of dark creatures emerging from the hole and snatching people from their beds and dragging them back down the hole, never to be seen again. The people decided that they had stumbled upon a gateway to hell, and they needed to protect themselves from it quickly. In the 13th century, the Bohemian king, Ottokar II of Bohemia, began construction on the fortress. Historically, it's said that the castle was constructed to serve as an administrative center where the royal estates could be managed by the local aristocrats. But during construction, interest in discovering the secrets of the pit was piqued, and a duke of the Duba clan offered pardons for prisoners who would be willing to be lowered into the pit and to come back and tell others no, what they had you. seen. No, thank you. I choose life. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> there were many eager prisoners. Dumb. <laughs> there were many eager prisoners seeking their pardons, so many agreed to be lowered down with a rope into the pit. But the outcome was always the same. A man would be lowered down, horrible screams and cries would emerge from the pit, and when he was pulled from the hole, his hair would be streaked with white, and he would look like he had aged 100 years. He would go mad and then die shortly after. It is believed that upon completion of the castle that King Ottokar realized the dark and evil that lied beneath it. Several unique frescoes were installed in the castle, one depicting a left-handed female centaur, which was very rare because at the time, being left-handed was associated with dark spirits and witchcraft. Several centuries later, when the castle's chapel was added, it was dedicated to the Archangel Michael, who was God's warrior against evil. It is said that in the 17th century, the castle was home to a dark alchemist who led a series of experiments with things he pulled from the pit. It is around this time that legends of dark-winged creatures, bullfrog humans, and headless horses started circulating. Locals were warned about walking through the woods surrounding the castle. Otherwise, they might come face to face with one of the creatures and be dragged into the pit. And as if all that wasn't bad enough, during World War II, guess who hung out there? The freaking Nazis. The freaking Nazis. Of, of course they course. did. During the German occupation of the Czech Republic, Czechoslovakia at the time, Nazi soldiers and officers took up residence in the Huska Castle. It is reported that they conducted experiments into the occult because we all know, because of Indiana Jones, that they did that. <laughs> that they did stuff like that. 
Locals reported that, in quote, the Nazis had been using the powers of hell for their experiments. Oh, of course they were. Given Hitler's obsession with the paranormal and the occult, this isn't that surprising. When World War II ended, it's said that some of the German arsenal was left behind in the depths of the castle, including dangerous explosives. Today, the castle has been preserved as a historical monument and is open to the public. Visitors to the castle have reported hearing scratching and screaming from the bottom levels of the castle. The pit has since been boarded up, and access to the lowest level of the castle is highly restricted. This place gives me the creeps. I <laughs> love this story. So much. Oh it's my got gosh. everything. It really does. But I mean, oh. After reading through it and, and kind of getting some of the kind of the vibe of it, and also pictures of it, it reminds me of the Abbey in The Nun, where the nuns yeah. are supposed to Well, protect. and they're supposed to be, and that is, exactly, I was thinking the same sort of thing, that it's like, it. there's this, like, order of religious people to protect the world from whatever they have held Hidden inside. inside there. Because the sign on the door in the basement of that house, said it says, God ends here. As in, yeah. that's an entrance to hell. <sighs> and it's like, I got that exact vibe from, and, and honestly, the, it's interesting, the history of it, because it's accurate all throughout. They're like, yeah, there's actually defense mechanisms and measures on the interior of the castle. Why would they do that? Why would they do Why that? Why would a king, a well-established and king. No kitchen, no, not, nothing but a knight's drawing room. Like, you have to have knights on there. watch there. Yeah. And the fact that it was it was designed for, a, they say it was designed for aristocrats to come and basically maintain the land. But I wonder if it was like to manage the evil within and to protect the people in the surrounding villages from the gates of hell. I mean, there's not any kind of like explanation for the pit scientifically, is there? Not that like, I've seen. Not, yeah. So, I mean. It's like they, it's like the earth cracked open one day. And they all heard it, like miles away. Just a oh, big crack and a hole in the earth. It's so, so creepy. It's like the perfect story, though. It really is. <laughs> it's got the perfect storm of everything. As soon as the Nazis were brought up, it's like... Of course. Of course the Nazis were brought up because they... Like, there are all these stories about how they went after all of these dark occult type things mm-hmm. in their reign of terror. And, of course, if they find out that there's a gate to hell... They're going to go there. <laughs> well, I should say hello. <laughs> I, I should stop by. I should, if I'm in the area, I should stop in. But I'll also, bring a casserole. So this creepy thing. So the alchemist that they yes. talked about. So one, only I could only find one article that mentioned it was this. He was supposed to be a Swedish. They called him a dark alchemist. Mm-hmm. And his name was Oran, Ortano, Ortano or something like that. And... I can't find anything about him. It's just this one article that I found on a very obscure website that was probably translated from Swedish. And it's the only mention of him. It's almost like he's been buried. I want to write things about this place. (laughs) I want to go there. I want to know more. I am fascinated by this. There's just, uh, I have chills thinking about it. I can't even put, like, it, it, it literally... It might not be a good topic for our podcast because I don't even have words because because I, it is the perfect mixture of everything. I just want to know more. I don't even know what to say. I just want to know why. In that everybody 
seems to be an agreement. Like the locals are like, yep, yep, it's the gate to hell. It's the gate to hell. And we are confident in the fortress that was put place by the Bohemian King to keep us safe. And obviously they're okay with like letting people, it's open to the public now, but you can't go into the lower levels. Right. Which has me like, huh? Like what's in those lower levels? I don't levels? really want to go down there, but I'd love if someone did and came and told me what they the saw. The fact that they used to lower people into the pit. Well, that and they were, yeah, that they were so scared that they were like, maybe a prisoner who has got nothing else to lose would do it. And it sounds like it happened multiple times. And so, okay. The, the idea is, is that, is that real? Like, can people get gray hair from being frightened? Is that yes, real? That's a real thing. That's oh, what I've heard. It, it doesn't happen instantly from yeah. what I've heard. It's more of like a subtle, it's almost like your body goes into shock and your hair stops producing. It's like your body's trying to preserve itself to keep you alive. So it's sh- it shuts down unnecessary production in the body, i.e. the color produ- yeah. production in your hair, is what I understood. But tell me what... So, basically, Google says yes and no. <laughs> oh. so, um, so, basically, they're saying, like, there's this appeal on the literary level and things and like storytelling that it's like so severe it can happen overnight but that you can't lose pigment in your hair because once it leaves your scalp it's dead it's dead there's no yeah, blood there's, flow to there's, it yeah. yeah so so what is already out is out so while it can't cause what is already out to turn white right there are things that could cause like what grows in to come white obviously i mean obviously that's how people go gray so that might have been a really obvious statement but (laughs) But if they're young and have experienced a great shock but what this also says which is really interesting is that there are things that can make people think it has turned white overnight so what what they say is and they use this one example there are conditions like autoimmune conditions so alopecia aridia Mm. is a condition that attacks hair follicles so it can cause your pigmented hair to fall out leaving only the gray and white behind which may which if people already had some of both it looks like overnight the white is all that's there there yes so so there is actually like ways that it can appear that way. And so, and like obvious, like autoimmune diseases can be triggered by stress and things mm-hmm. like that too. So there is, and, and that's not to say that every prisoner had this, but, but it is to say that there are things that, that can cause stuff like that. Also, and- as somebody with extreme anxiety, stress does insane things physically. Yes. Like, yeah. Way more than I, the, the amount of things I have learned <laughs> that stress has done to me physically, yeah. it you wouldn't think that something like stress could change so much mm-hmm. about you. Yeah. And it can. Yeah. So, well, yeah. it's it's the fundamental, and Luke would love it if I said this, because it's it's the fundamental breakdown of us at our, to our atoms. Yeah. It's, it's literally adapt or die. And so yeah. if you don't, it's it's how we evolve as humans. It's like if you don't evolve or adapt to a new scenario, i.e. you don't handle the stress well, you don't handle the shock well, 
you die. Yeah. And if, but you do adapt, you grow and you. I'm constantly dying. But you have to remember you just say adapt or die. Adapt or die. <laughs> adapt or and die. And goes, I choose death. I choose death. It just, well, that's essentially what happened to these guys lowered into the pit of hell because they saw something and they were like, I'm out. But that's, but that is fascinating to me because to me that says like, yes, maybe some of it has been exaggerated. Maybe it wasn't overnight, but but that people went down there and then experienced a stress so bad that they physically saw changes in that person, whether it was immediate or over a bit mm-hmm. of time, they were changed by whatever they saw. Right. And it was enough that nobody else has dared, at least recorded, that they <gasps> came back. It's I... never been recorded that someone's ventured down into the pit and that they've come back and not been affected in some way. I, I have so many questions that I want answered. But man, like talk about, and I'm so bummed that we weren't doing this podcast when I was actually in Prague because I had no idea before I went about all of these things. And I think specifically Prague as a whole is such a hotbed for haunted because it's been so well preserved. Mm -hmm. Like Prague was not bombed in either of the world wars. Mm -hmm. So most of the original architecture exists, but even back to I think like 12th, 13th century. So a lot of it's still very intact and so i feel like that might be part of it is that a lot of these stories and hauntings if you will have been preserved in these sites in which they occurred it is just a place for weird things i mean that's where kafka wrote metamorphosis Mm -hmm. and if you've ever read that that is weird as heck too there is uh the museum for sex toys is also there (laughs) i've not been inside but we definitely passed it it's in downtown Prague. this place is just fascinating to me I, I want to know what protections there are. There's clearly the, the image of, of the archangel. There are all of these fortress things inside. Yeah. But what else lurks there? I want to know. Also, just like the really overarching impending question, which is like, if this is a gate to hell, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what are the long-term ramifications of right. that? I mean, we know, I mean, if you're a Supernatural fan also, but if you're for the Book of Revelation, you know that there are doorways and, yeah. and pathways to hell that are supposed to be in random spots. Well, not random, but random to us on the earth. And they're technically supposed to be sealed. And this right. one doesn't sound super sealed that, unless... Not, not super sealed at all. Unless King Autokar knew some sort of way to right. bind it or, or whatever and that's why the fortress is there is in place and has is designed the way it is but somehow it just doesn't seem like enough it's, just, it's so fascinating <laughs> yeah and i mean yeah getting back to just the overall hauntedness and prevalence of the stories like ancient ghost stories yeah the forests are notorious for elves and and vampire lore is also oh, prevalent yeah. in the area too so there's just and, and that the the forest surrounding the castle is so dense that, like, what if these creatures made by the alchemist... Made by the alchemist or coming from the depths of hell. We, they said the creatures came from the pit before the alchemist. So yeah. what if he mutated them and made them worse? But it, it sounds like they... I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly what... To, to do in the in the castle there is if it's literally just a tour because it if sounds if you have been there you need to write to us i need right to know because i mean <laughs> it sounds like the the mosaics have been fairly well uh the frisco the frescoes have been pretty well preserved um the knight's drawing room yes. <laughs> and 
and I guess it, it must have been converted at some point when the Nazis were living there. Cause, to actually right. allow for, for living. But it yeah. does, it, yeah, there's there's so much that paints the picture because it's literally not near any of the main roads. No trade routes. Therefore, getting in, accepting goods is impossible. Yeah. There's no water sources. Other there's than no a, protection from whatever's on the outside. Yeah. Well, and there's, just, yeah. It's just on the inside. Just the inside. Well, I think that probably should bring us to our verdict. <laughs> Honestly, Honestly haunted, haunted as heck. So much haunted so that if we could give it a score much. higher than haunted, we would like to give it yes, that. I I feel like I feel like this is one of my favorite places we've covered, even though I feel like we haven't talked about it maybe as much as we've talked about other places and other episodes, but part of it is just because we have so many questions from so it. Many and questions. that's why it's one of my favorites. But it's weird because the questions, like the facts that we do have speak for themselves yes that we were like yes but the fact that we have so many more questions is also a deep rooted probably psychological issue that you and i both have (laughs) but which is why we have this podcast which is why we have this podcast and it's probably why you're here so welcome um so what a way to open up season two we're right out of the gate hell's gate literally or hey and you know what this is super fitting because we started season one with lubbock's hellgate and we're starting season two with, with european unions yes. I didn't, we didn't even intend no. for that look at that this one is much scarier spookier but um, so much spookier yeah this is crazy <sighs> i love it love it so much we're gonna put pictures up obviously on our social media like we always do so check it out if you've been please tell us please tell us about it i'm honestly this is this has moved up to one of like my top top three two places easily top three i really really want to go plus prague is fantastic so i'd go back in like a heartbeat so and we could do a whole other episode when we're there we got to talk about the golem too (laughs) yes all of the check so many of the check things well thanks so much for listening and welcome back to Honestly Haunted. Thank you as always for listening to Honestly Haunted. Please follow us on social media at Honestly Haunted and consider becoming a Patreon supporter to help us continue to grow. If you haven't already, leave us a five-star review. We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted. Honestly Haunted.